0: Welcome to T.T. from the D podcast show. I'm your host, T.T. I want to thank you for stopping by on this marriage Monday. You could be doing anything else you would like to be doing around this time of day, whether it's seven o'clock on the dot and you logged right on in because you're used to stopping by or if it's later in the evening or it's early in the morning on the next day. Whenever you tend to take the opportunity to listen to this particular segment, I'm grateful. Tonight's hot topic is confrontation in marriage. Is it healthy or isn't it? That's something to ponder on Before we get to the meat and potatoes of the segment tonight I want to wish everyone who celebrated an anniversary this past week Who is celebrating this day today Which is always a blessing to celebrate love Or if you're getting ready to be going into your anniversary this coming week I want to wish you a very happy anniversary Whatever year it is If it's your first year or your 20th year I want to say, I hope that God will bless you with many, many more. Understand that no marriage is perfect. Marriage takes work. And it's very, very important to understand. Marriage is a two-way street. And we have to use our blinkers, ladies and gentlemen, to switch lanes sometimes. You can't always be the leader. And you don't mean you always got to be the follower. You have to, you know, go back and forth. It's healthy. Trust me. So let's tap into this vein right here. I want to go over a couple of things let's before I start to what I want to start to that it makes sense did you So all my English friends out there don't try to come for me it's been a long Monday and although it's marriage Monday we baby it's been a Monday so listen we're gonna tap into what are the most common problems in a marriage survey says I've actually asked married couples and these are the topics that they have shared, that they find to be the most problematic in their marriage. They've either had to deal with it, they're dealing with it, or they haven't visited yet, but they know someone who has. Lack of trust was number one. (laughs) Number two was lack of communication. Woo, that's a hot one. Number three, jealousy or competition. Number four, financial issues I was surprised I was number four number five parenting issues number six differences in opinions number seven I for, I just was like really it's infidelity I didn't think it was so far down the line I'm happy it is but I'm happy it is it's far down the list number eight cultural differences number nine unreal, unrealistic expectations Text me back to that book I recommended to you guys A couple of weeks ago What did you expect by Paul Tripp And number 10 Boredism You're bored in your marriage Mm -hmm -hmm. Now I hope you wrote those down If you didn't we will come back We will come back and touch on those Let's also So you know normally you start at the beginning You work your way through I started at the end to work my way back Because I want you to ponder on what I just said to you I want you to also think about what are the three most important things in a marriage. And I'll elaborate as we go back. Commitment, love, respect. Remember that commitment, love, and respect are three most important things in a marriage, according to surveys from married couples. So let's go back to the top of the topic. Why is confrontation healthy in a relationship? Do you know the answer? Do you think you know the answer? Confrontation is healthy in a relationship because it increases trust. Remember, trust was one of those problems that people talked about. It was actually number one through the surveys after I did the data, okay? From the people that I solicited their information trust lack of trust was top number one but it's healthy in a relationship because it increases trust let me tell you why constructive fighting that respects boundaries because remember we have to have boundaries not only in marriage but in any relationship you must have boundaries it allows both individuals to express themselves it could happen anytime you don't have to have structured Times where you sit down, let's discuss our boundaries. It happens natural. It should anyway. Because it helps you to strengthen the relationship and come through the other side of the argument that could increase trust. Knowing that you can argue and have conflict and still be okay makes fighting less threatening. And I'm going to tell you what my husband tends to say. This is something Swifty had said to me plenty of times prior to ever even getting married. But it helps, it's a great tool to use in marriage. Let's agree that we're going to disagree and keep it moving. We're not going to always see eye to eye. Let's be clear, y'all. We're not going to always see eye to eye. We're not. That's just being real. But when we can respect the boundaries, your, your opinion, your view, versus your spouse's opinion and their view, when you calmly talk about it, You tend to come to a resolution or we come to a point where let's agree that this is what we agree on and you know, it's a give and take. Sometimes we have to take one for our team. Remember, we are a team. As husband and wives, we're a team. I'm not against you. You're not against me. If you find in your marriage that you're looking at, well, I'm against her and she ain't for me or he's against me and he ain't for me, y'all need to revisit communication and revisit your friendship zone. I'm hoping All marriages were built off of friendship. I said, I'm hoping. Okay. Now, how do you deal with a spouse that's confrontational? I'm not confrontational, but I'm not passive. Right? I could be confrontational. Let me say that. I don't choose to be. I don't like to be confrontational. But I can be confrontational. And I think that could be from me growing up the way I grew up, where I saw it. That's how we dealt with things. We confronted things. We're not sweeping things under the rug. We're not going to do that because guess what? You keep on sweeping stuff under a rug, you're going to build a hill. Somebody going to trip over that rug because of all the things you swept under it. Now, y'all know me. I like metaphors and analogies and things like that. But that's real talk. Think about it. You sweep under a rug, you're going to build a hill. You're going to build a bump. And eventually, when, you know, initially, you're going to know it's there. So you're going to be careful. But what happens when you're in a hurry? What happens when things are great and you're just moving along? What happens when you're walking swiftly and you trip over that bump? Because of all the things you swept under there. Eventually, you got to deal with it why not deal with it in the beginning some people say oh that's being confrontational I guess if you put it that way that's why I can say yeah, I am confrontational I don't like to be but I can be I learn from heartache bad choices bad decision making not dealing with something that you know is a problem because you think it's going to go away let me be clear it's not you have to visit that thing and let me be clear of something else when you don't Bring it to the table and deal with it or let it be known that it's the issue. You're letting it be known in another way like this is fine. This is great. There's no problem with it. So why is anyone going to do anything about it? Then they'll revisit and look at you and say, well, I never knew you felt that way. And You're looking at them like, how didn't you know I felt that way? It's like because you never said anything. And then you're back and forth, back and forth. Let's deal with it. Meet it head on. You don't have to meet a head on like a head on collision, but meet it head on like face to face. When boxers come into the ring, before they go blow for blow, they meet each other face to face. They know what the deal is. They know what the task is. They know what the assignment is, but they have a boundary and they respect one another when they enter that ring. So dealing constructively with marital conflict, battle, many couples approach conflict like swashbuckling, musketeers, the word slashing like soldiers on opposite teams but that's not how you need to be you may have a situation but you're not there to fight each other you're there to compromise respect each other's boundaries and visions and come to a solution you shouldn't approach constructive issues with your battle gear on you're not at war with each other and if you are you need to surrender to one another you understand that that's a hint take responsibility for your part don't always be pointing the finger at your partner and if your partner's always pointing the finger at you I want you to look at your partner the next time they do that when you know you're not wrong now you know let me be clear sometimes we think we know we ain't wrong you know you wrong you know you wrong come on now own your shit you know you be wrong but you want to be like oh I know I'm right come on sir ma'am you know you wrong own it it's okay to be wrong why because we are spirits having a human experience and no relationship is perfect okay let's be clear the avoidance tactic only takes us back to what i said you got to deal with it at some time at some point in time you're gonna have to deal with it why not deal with it now and put your view side your views aside temporarily When it's your partner's time to speak and talk, give him the floor. Don't be double dutching in your mind like I can't wait to jump in here for her. She took it too far. I can't wait to jump in here for him. He took it too far. Respect your part and respect your partner's part. You're going to have your time to talk. Don't rush your partner. Let them be heard. That's part of the problem. A lot of times we don't allow our spouses to be heard. We so busy trying to get our point off We don't even listen They talking and we just tuned out Like oh I can't wait to I can say what I gotta say Oh I can't wait No wait I promise you it's worth the wait And work towards emotional resolution We're emotional creatures by nature Some more emotional than others It's not just us women That are emotional Some men are emotional And there's nothing wrong with tapping into that side fellas Ladies, if you have a husband that can get in tune with his feelings, it ain't nothing wrong with that. Cause if you got a husband or a spouse to feel like he it ain't cool to cry, he not gonna cry, he ain't gonna show that side, then he's being faulty to himself. It's a part of human nature to have emotions. Man, woman, boy, girl, it's healthy to experience all of your emotions. Let's tap into this vein over here. What does the Bible say about resolving conflict in marriage? I'm here for it today, baby. I'm here for it today. All right, let me give you this. Romans 12 and 19. When it comes to conflict, resolution, in marriage, however, God's people are encouraged to let go of the impulse for revenge and to turn the conflict over to God. Allow God to work on your spouse's heart and allow him to fight on your behalf. That's a word. Remember, write that down, Romans 12 and 19. How to build trust in a marriage. Okay, let's tap into these five points. Woo, keep your word. No matter how insignificant it may seem to you, keep your word. It may not be a big deal to you, but oh baby, It's probably a big deal to your spouse. And when you don't show that it's important to keep your word, you make them feel that it's not even important. That will cause a problem. The second point, be available for your partner when they need you. Now, I know you know, I ain't talking to you, right? I ain't talking to you. But I know you know somebody who has told you that their spouse Always available for their friends and family, but they never got no time for you or them. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about your friend. I'm talking for a friend. No, I'm talking to you. You know, you have felt that way before, whether it was true or not. I know I have. There were times when I felt like my husband was just busy, busy, busy when I needed him. And he seemed like he dropping everything for people. And when I felt that way, I made it be known. Not when I was angry necessarily, but I would say it then, but I learned to bring it to his attention where he had to revisit and look at that and say, you know what, bae, I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm sorry I made you feel that way. Whatever, you know, he had to say after that, that let me know that he was present, but it also let me know that he took for what, what I had to say. He took it to heart. Cause sometimes let me be clear. People don't know. I haven't had my husband tell me that he's ever felt that I was too busy to tend to what he needed or what he had to say because I was so busy on the go. I might say, well, babe, you know what? I'm on the way at the door. Don't forget that. Let's revisit this. Or I'm going to call you as soon as I finish this. Not forgetting to call. I could have been in a meeting, on my way to a meeting, in the middle of a production. Whatever it may look like. Didn't hear the phone, whatever it is. I want to know. I never want my husband to feel that I am too busy for him. I don't have time to hear him. Because let me be clear, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't make the time, your spouse will make the time for someone else to hear their wees and their woes. It's not always about them dumping on you. Even their exciting news. You busy, you too busy to hear their great news? Or their great news ain't no big deal to you? Somebody would love to hear them. You want them to know that you are emotionally ready to receive them. And if you are in the middle of something, you busy, babe, let me, hey, keep that thought, I wanna know about that, I wanna hear about that, blah, 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 blah. Make a note to yourself to go back and talk to your spouse. Here's another point, express yourself honestly and openly. Remember salt and pepper saying that express yourself. You've got to, okay. Y'all remember that I'm dating myself. It's important to express yourself openly. And honestly, when we tell our spouses, Oh no, it's okay. No, I don't, I don't really care. So, but you care. How you gonna get mad at your spouse later on? And be like, you ain't even care, but you told them that you didn't care. So who you, who you doing something for when your spouse asks you something Express yourself. Be honest. Because if you lie or you fudge the truth, you don't have nobody to be mad at but yourself. Let's be clear. Here's another point. Be loyal. And show them that they can count on you. That shouldn't be hard at all. You should be loyal to your spouse if you ain't loyal to nobody else. This is the man or the woman that you chose to sign up and spend your life with. This is the man or the woman that you sp- you share your space with. Your home, your home. Your business, your monies, your bills, your joys, your pains, your sorrows, your excitement, your love, your laughter, your anger, your frustration. Come on, these are the men and women we see every day. The person that wears the ring on her left ring finger that you gave or you received from. You share your world with them. Near J. Blige sang it. Share my world. Won't you please? Okay, I can't sing. And I'm congested. My sinus is out of control. But you get my point. Share your world with your spouse. You are a part of their world. You help make their world a better place. You are supposed to be the gatekeeper to their safe haven. When they leave this messy-ass world out here that they deal with every day, that they go outside that door, outside of your fortress, they should be able to come home and say, whew, bay." man it feels so good to be home if nothing but you sitting in the room and y'all watching TV or you in one part of the house and they another part don't you know that's safety for them and if it's not it should be your spouse and you should never have to feel like oh I'm about to go home I'm sorry if you feel that way and I hope that God will make it better for you cause no one should feel that way going home to their spouse no one and I'm sad if you are going through that and i'm gonna hope and pray that god will take you from that place and work on your spouse or work on you because you very well could be the one that your husband or wife dreads coming home to take a look in the mirror the person you see standing there check that person from time to time because we need it all of us i do it we all need it okay and my last point to that be patient be a patient listener Sometimes all we need is somebody to listen. I know on my way in from work, i vent to my husband sometimes about things that might have got on my nerves, situations and circumstances that made me sad or whatever, exciting things. You know, it's not always bad, but things that really, it's a long day. Like today was a long day, but my husband is busy with our youngest child and he had things to do and he's being a blessing to me when he even comes home. Even though he doesn't feel the best either. His allergies is acting crazy. But guess what? My husband said, bae, what you want me to make y'all for dinner today? That was music to my ears. I'm like, oh, He's, and he suggested steak. So tonight, your girl gonna have some steak in her life. Hey. And that's my boy's favorite meat. They love some steak. So be patient. Be a listener. I love when I know I can talk to my husband. And you know what? He, he'll do. And I love. He'll say, how was your day? That really means something to me. Trust me, it does. But also, if he's gone, how how was your session? If he's at the studio, or you know how you know whatever it is he's working on, or wherever you had to go, hey, how was this? How was that? Yeah, you know, tap in, check in. It's healthy. Now let's go back to the common problems in the marriage. Survey says, right? Number one at the list was lack of trust. We got to work on trust building. Some of us come from brokenness and trust issues that has nothing to do with our spouses. And it's not fair, ladies and gentlemen, to take it out on your spouse. Whatever trust issues that you didn't work out before you got married, that is not your spouse's problem. However, they don't also need to be victimized by you because you didn't resolve those issues. And you just may need to go to counseling for that. I don't care what people have told you. Oh, you going to counseling? You crazy. Oh, that's just, that's what white people do. Or that's what, you hear that. Please believe people say that shit. It's stupid. You sound crazy. And if that's come out your mouth, you sound crazy. It's healthy to get someone to be a mediator. Someone that you could talk to that clinically can help you. Okay. Then the other part, lack of communication. We talked about that. Let's communicate. It don't always got to be in a rah-rah session. Whether you have to communicate, if you're not good with talking and you feel like, oh, I don't like to be confrontational, but I got an issue, send a text message, leave a note, buy a card, send an email. Yeah. There's ways to do this. Jealousy and competition or competition. You'd be surprised. I know I ain't talking to you when I talk about this, but some people are jealous of their spouses and they feel like they're in competition with their spouses. And I really, for the life of me, can't understand why. It's terrible. Financial issues, you know, that, yeah, that fell to number four. But that people divorce because of financial issues, people stealing money from the bank account, people mismanaging money. When you share the money, you, you got one account or you got a, an account that you put money in, however that looks like, and you you, you seem like you're bullying an account. It's a problem. It's a problem. You got to check in, hey, I, I took $10 out. The only re- only way I can see you need to do that is if this money is in there and this was allocated for something. Hey, I had to take, I know this is our money for our trip, but I needed to take out blah, 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 and I'm gonna put it back on so-and-so. Okay, yeah, you do need to tell your spouse about that because if you put it in there, y'all good to go, and your spouse think it's, y'all great, and you, put it, you took it out for whatever the reason is, which I'm sure it's gonna be a good reason, uh and you you forget to put it back it's a problem parenting issues Ooh, i know some people who feel men i'm gonna tap in i'm gonna push on y'all for a second because i this is what i hear some men feel if i go to work and bring in the bacon and i'm taking care of the bills and i'm taking care of the house i shouldn't have to deal with the children excuse you that's a problem in itself if if that's your mindset And i know i ain't talking to no men and fathers i know I'm talking to people who know somebody that's like that. You better be present in your child or children's lives, fathers, men. You want your child or children to respect you as the male, the leader of the household. If they can't depend on you, what example are you showing them? Oh, my mama run everything. Uh, My daddy, oh yeah, he don't be, mm -mm. my dad just take care of bills and make sure we got what we need. But my mother is the one that does this, that, and the third. That don't even sound right because what example that's setting for a young boy who's going to grow up to be a man is that they're going to end up marrying somebody who run in the house the house is the head of the house is supposed to be the husband women I ain't saying we at the bottom and we the ass and none of that we under their feet and no, I ain't saying that what I'm saying is he's the protector he's supposed to be the leader give that man that space let that man wear them shoes them shoes is not for you to wear ladies I like my husband being the head of the household. I run things by him out of respect. Now people might say, "Hey, why don't we have a gathering at your house?" Right? Okay. I like to entertain from time to time. I like to go out because you know I like I like my house to stay the way it is. <laughs> I don't like to be cleaning up and doing all that stuff after a gathering and all that. But however, I will from time to time. But I run it by my husband. You know what, that sounds cool. Let me make sure my husband ain't got nothing he's doing because my husband also records at home. And he might just be in a zone where he's just like, I just want some quietness. I need to find out. Okay, so if my husband feel like uh, I was gonna record, oh, nope, we ain't we can't do it at my house, ladies. You no, know, people, fam, we can't have that, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, let's find an alternate place or a location. So when somebody cracks me up, when somebody say, oh, yeah. Oh, they got to run it by their spouse. That's respect. That's called respect. Let's learn that. And if you don't know it, you need to get it. Okay. So anyway, going back to the parenting issues, it's a two way street. But give that man that respect, ladies. And fellas, if you feel like, I don't know, I want to deal with the kids. Ooh, that's a whole nother issue. That's a whole podcast. And we ain't going to address it at this moment. But parenting issues is an issue. It takes two to raise a child or children. We need mama and daddy if they're in the same household. And let me be clear, even if you in separate households, you still could be great parents, co-parenting. Communicate. It goes back to communication. Don't let your children learn to play you against each other. Because let me be clear, children will do that. They will do that. Differences in opinion. We all got them. You got difference in opinions Okay Share your opinions You see things one way They see it another way Okay You stand firm They stand firm Okay That's called Being individuals Infidelity Mmm Lord let, let me Let me point out something Cause that's a whole nother That's a, That's shit That's a podcast by itself But let me point out something Because some people, I'm surprised when I hear this. Some people think infidelity is just when somebody has a sexual affair with someone. That's not true. You can have a mental affair. You could cheat in the mind, an emotional affair. You're not getting what you need from your spouse or giving what you need to your spouse. They go outside and they find that comfort in the opposite sex who are just a platonic friend. But then they start to connect with them and they may never get to the sexual dis, you know, infidelity but anytime you allow another woman, anytime you allow your husband to not be able to share with you things that they might tend to share with their platonic female friend it's a problem and vice versa fellas it's a problem don't let a problem be created from something so small that turns into something so huge okay as I said, that's going to be a podcast show all by itself. Cultural differences. Mm. You got people. Um, here's an example. This is in a positive light right now, though. And I believe that it'll stay there, but I'll, I'll cultural difference. So you have um, a Jewish man who, I'm hypothetically speaking, because this probably would not happen, but let's just say. Say you have a Jewish man that marries a Hispanic woman two different religions, two different cultures. How will they work? Can it work? Yes it can. But how will they work? Will the children follow Jewish descent because of the father? Now, you know, you you got people to say you are whatever your father is. And vice, you know, just it's okay, that's a whole other podcast too. But it's called communication and understanding these differences, respecting each other's culture. Is your culture better and bigger and more important than mine or vice versa? No. If I grew up to be uh, Haitian and follow our culture versus my husband growing up to be uh, Hindu, will our child suffer? Will they get the best of both worlds? They'll get the best of both worlds. And they'll find their way going into this marriage. We understand, right? So we should be able to succeed in that marriage. If we have understanding and respect, one is not better than the other, but if you can convert, okay, well, if you choose to convert, that's a whole nother story, but one culture is not bigger than the next, especially in a marriage. Okay. Unrealistic expectations. Oh my God. You got to get that book. What did you expect? Huh. Baby, when I taste a book to read for married couples, please. I'm gonna leave it at that. What did you expect by portrait? Okay, and last one, boredom. People get bored in their marriages. Spice it up. Google ideas. If you a person that do, we have steak, chicken, and fish every week. Is it always baked steak? Can it be barbecues? Can it be grilled? Can it be can it be baked? Can it be fried? We always have chicken every week. Can it be boiled chicken, fried chicken, barbecue chicken, baked chicken, broiled chicken, grilled chicken? Could could we could we do can we do that? Change it up. You ain't gotta have the same old, same old. Add a little something to it different. I don't care if it's a sauce. Add a sauce to it. Okay. Now let's go over here with commitments. I'm not going to hold you long. Commitment. Commitment is more than just wanting to stay together for a long time. Or some people say well we're going to stay together until these kids get grown then we're going to go our separate ways. Excuse you? You don't think these kids are smart enough to know that y'all are dysfunctional? Let's do something about that ladies and gentlemen. It's the act of choosing your partner for life and promising to go through all of its ups and downs. It's a part of our vows through sickness and health. Better and for worse. Don't just say it because that's what they say. Say it because that's what you mean. You are aware that you can write your own vows if you don't conform and you don't believe in what's in the Bible. And while there are many and plenty of efficiency, being married means you are wholeheartedly committed and invested in that relationship with that man, that woman. Casting away any doubt that he or she is not for you. That's the choice you made. Now, if you didn't make it wisely and you ain't consult God. You need to revisit what, what's going on. You might want to watch Tyler Perry. Why did I get married? One or two. I had to say that because I love Tyler Perry and I love both of those shows. Y'all know me. If you know me, I'm a Tyler Perry fan. One day I'm going to work with him. Okay, come through. Anyway, speaking into existence because I'm planting that seed. Mm-hmm. All right, so love. Why most couples start out in a relationship? Oh, I love her. I love him. You know, keeping that feeling like, oh, it's going to last forever. You're going to have some days where you'll be like, I don't even understand what's going on, <laughs> right? Right? You might even tap into that movie I said. Why did I get married? I remember my first year of my marriage. I got mad at my husband for something. I can't even remember. That's how stupid it was, probably. But I was like, oh, I ain't signed up for this, okay? Because uh, at any moment, sir. And he like, what? That He said divorce should not be an option. I was looking at him like, what? But you know what? I'm like, if you don't want to do this, and I, hey, 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 hey. I ain't about to be miserable. And he was like, what? And I'm like, I don't know if that was a learned thing. I learned from people that I saw that, you know, older growing up, I didn't know many successful marriages growing up. I could be honest. A lot of them, I was made me feel like I never want to get married. But for the ones that I saw that were successful, they're still married. Their spouses might have went on to glory, but I honored and respected those old marriages with morals and values. And so I looked for that from my husband and I to have. Now, let me remind you, true love means putting your best foot forward for your partner. Giving the best of who you got to give inside of you. You don't give your spouse their leftover after you gave your best to your job, your best to your family, your best to your friends, your best to your kids. Give your best to God and your spouse, then everybody else will fall in line. Okay? You got to accept each other for the flaws, everything in between. And Respect. Respect, let's tap into that vein before I let you go. Respect, expressing love, no matter how heartfelt it is, doesn't mean much in your marriage if you don't respect or feel respected. Respecting your partner for their qualities of who he is, who she is, it matters, ladies and gentlemen. Don't dismiss it. You gotta remember to admire their differences. Remember, you're gonna have differences. You didn't marry yourself and your spouse didn't marry themselves He married you or she married you. You married her or you married him. Remember that. Respect can always lead you to a place where disrespect cannot keep you. And that's it for the day. I hope that I said something that made you say, wow, okay, that's good stuff, TT. Whether it's for you or someone you know and love, I hope that you'll share the information. This has been another episode from TT from the D. I hope that you'll join me again for the next the next marriage Monday, which is always the first and third Monday of the month. And every second and fourth Monday of the month it's mindful Mondays. I'll see you soon.